On Point with Craig's Investment Partners. The information provided here is general in nature. It's not financial advice. It doesn't take into account your financial situation, objectives, goals, or risk tolerance. All investments are subject to risks and none are guaranteed. So before you make any investment decisions, we recommend you contact an investment advisor. For more information about our services in that regard, you can go to our website, which is craigsip.com. Welcome to On Point. I'm Mark Lister, Investment Director at Craig's Investment Partners, and I'll be talking about a range of topics, including economics, portfolio strategy, investor education, and anything else that's happening out there in financial markets. Hi all, hope you're well. That's another week down, and it was another very busy one. Fresh highs across multiple share markets, a cracking result from chipmaker NVIDIA, lots going on. And when we look at the week ahead, there's plenty to watch there as well. The highlight here in New Zealand will be the Reserve Bank of New Zealand decision on Wednesday. That'll be really interesting to watch. We've also got an important inflation release in the United States, and there's loads of corporate earnings releases to monitor too, both here in our market as well as out there across the world. So if we start with global share markets, it was a good week in most places. The S&P 500 in the US up 1.7%, so that index closed at a new record high. Uh, I think the Dow Jones index and the NASDAQ in the US were also at record highs, so it was strong across the board in the United States. A lot of that came on the back of a very good result from NVIDIA. So the chip maker and the company that is seen as a key exposure to that artificial intelligence theme had another great earnings release, and that company saw its share price rise another 8.5% last week, which means that it's up almost 60% this year, and it's only late February, so we're barely two months in, up 60% almost this year. And what's more astounding is that comes on the back of a 239% rise in 2023. So it has been an absolutely spectacular increase uh, over the last year or two from NVIDIA. If you want to read more about that, uh, our analysts and our research team have written about that result and what they think will happen with NVIDIA from here on. So uh, I won't dwell on it. I'm not an expert in that stock, but we do have some people within the team who are experts. So uh, talk to your advisor if you want to know more about why NVIDIA is going so well and where it might be headed from here. Uh, It wasn't just the US that was strong. We had stocks in Europe and Japan also rising strongly. Uh, Both of those markets saw their their respective share markets rise about 1.4%. And some indices in both regions have hit fresh peaks as well. So in Japan, the Nikkei 225, which is a, a very famous index, it finally surpassed its previous high, which came in 1989, 34 years ago. So it's been a long, a long time coming, but it finally got there. One thing I should note is that the Nikkei is quite a concentrated index uh, in terms of the way it's put together. So many people, myself included, uh, we watch what they call the Topics Index in Japan, which is a different index, um, and it's a bit broader. It's probably a better reflection of the whole market, and the Topics is still, um, I think, about 7% below its all-time high, which also came in 1989. So it's had a good run as well, uh, but it hasn't retaken those highs like the Nikkei has. So uh, depending on which one you're following, uh, Japan's either at a new all-time high 
or it's not quite there. But the Nikkei is a very famous index, so that is worth noting. Similar story in Europe. We saw the Stock 600 index. Uh, retake its previous peak and it hasn't had to wait as long uh, until it got back to that level. Its previous peak came in 2022, so uh, only two years ago rather than 30, 34, uh, but still another milestone for the European market. So the US, Japan and Europe all performing very, very well at the moment. Emerging market shares were up 1.2% last week. Uh, the UK, Australia and New Zealand were little changed. They went largely sideways. Turning to interest rate markets and a bit of a mixed bag, US interest rates were down slightly. The 10-year Treasury yield fell from 4.3 to about 4.2, 4.25, so just a marginal move downwards there. And here in New Zealand, things went in the other direction, but they didn't move a whole lot. The two-year swap rate finished at about 5.3%, I should say. That's uh, about 0.1% up. And the five-year rate finished at 4.7%, so slightly up, but not very much at all. In terms of the key releases that we saw across the world here in New Zealand, I, I think the highlight was probably the dairy prices. Um, we had another GDT auction last week and it was it was only a 0.5% increase, but that's important because it's such a big sector. It's so relevant for many parts of New Zealand and so many of our regional economies and the dairy sector was in a quite a difficult spot uh, sort of in the middle of last year, sort of in, in that sort of August-September period. So now we've seen uh, seven consecutive increases and prices are up almost 31% from where they were at in August last year. They're at the highest level since October 2022, which is um, 16 months ago, I think, isn't it? So that's why we've seen Fonterra increase their milk price forecast by about 4%. So they've upped that to $7.80, and that's the midpoint of their range. And that is much better than where we were at six months ago. Not as high as last year, not as high as the year before that. Uh, but still very good in the context of history, those two strong years aside. So for me, it was very pleasing to see dairy prices keep edging higher. We also had the retail sales report here in New Zealand, and that was quite a bit weaker than expected. This is for the uh, December 2023 quarter. So I guess what that tells us is that the cost of living uh price pressures um, and all of those challenges that people are facing out there are starting to bite and they're not spending as much. So that is something that I think will feed into the GDP report when we do see it for that same period. And hopefully it's something that the Reserve Bank is taking note of because they've obviously got their decision this week. And some people out there think they might hike the official cash rate. I'm hopeful they don't, and I don't think they will. But I think that uh, retail sales report is something that you would put uh, on the side of the fence in favour of no need to hike. Things are slowing and things are weaker. Those were the two releases out in New Zealand. Further afield, I was watching the flash PMIs very closely. So uh, PMI stands for Purchasing Managers Indices uh, or Index, if you're talking about just one of them. And regular listeners will know that I really, really follow these closely. I find them such a useful guide and indicator of activity. And the reason I do is, is mainly that they're 
they're very current, they're very timely. A lot of the economic data reports you see, whether it's inflation, whether it's um, uh, unemployment, whether it's economic growth, by the time the numbers get collated and released and by the time we see them, they're, they're looking quite historic and starting to feel quite dated, but the PMIs are hot off the press and they're, they're survey-based. So they're, they're based on surveys of businesses and, and so forth, which um, means that, they they won't always be perfectly accurate because what businesses and business people think will happen or or what they intend to do doesn't always come to fruition but it's it's the best indicator of how they're likely to act and the decisions that they're likely to make based on what they know now so the timeliness is what i really like these came out last week and uh, for the month of february is the one we're in so uh, that's what I mean when I say they're very timely rather than those sort of backward looking releases that are still covering um, late 2023. Anyway they suggested that the good start to the year we've seen so far has continued so the US composite PMI did slip a little but it was still comfortably in expansionary territory uh, it was the second highest in seven months, you know, the only better data point in the last seven months was the previous one, January. So US still pretty good. Uh, Europe a little bit below break even, although it still saw its PMI rise to an eight month high. Uh, Japan was kind of flat, so um, not really going anywhere, sort of stagnating a little bit. Australia rose very strongly, actually, you saw the services sector uh, have a very good bounce. Manufacturing, not so much, but services improved a lot. So the uh, the Aussie PMI was the highest that we'd seen since last April. And in the UK, we also saw quite a good gain. Uh, the composite PMI there rose to 53.3, which is the highest since May of last year. So good news in terms of economic activity. Uh, January, and, January and February seem to have started quite well uh, for many, many businesses and many economies. However, inflation indicators probably not so good. There was a lot of variance between the different regions. In the US, for example, cost pressures eased further. Uh, input prices rising at the slowest pace since October 2020. Uh, the rate of cost inflation slowing for manufacturers and service providers alike, and a lot of that came on the back of uh, lower materials costs, raw materials. So good signs in the US, but then you go to Europe and the UK, not quite as encouraging. Price pressures higher in Europe. Uh, the growth of average input costs hitting the highest levels since May last year in the UK. Uh, we're seeing the highest degree of supply chain delays in about 18 months, and that's all to do with these Red Sea shipping disruptions. So in the UK, uh, that contributed to the largest monthly rise in selling prices for goods that we've seen in nine months. So a bit of a mixed bag there. Better in the US, still challenges elsewhere. This week, there is lots coming up, particularly here in New Zealand. It's going to be really interesting. Wednesday afternoon, this will be the main event, the Reserve Bank OCR decision and monetary policy statement. So we'll get the decision on the OCR, up, down, no change, and you'll get a monetary policy statement, which is the big forecast set that they've spent a lot of time putting together, and that will give us guidance about where the Reserve Bank sees inflation going, growth going, the unemployment rate, house prices, and importantly, the official cash rate in the future. And we haven't had one of those since last November, 
And since last November, there's been lots of information that's come out. We've had that weak uh, economic growth report that came out in December, although some people believe it's actually not as weak as it looks uh, at first glance. So that's still something that is being debated. We've had an inflation report that's been much better at the headline level. But when you look at the detail, uh, there's a lot of domestic uh, inflation pressures that are still very prevalent. We've had a labour force report that was much stronger than expected with unemployment rising, but not rising nearly as much as uh, the Reserve Bank or economists expected to see. Then on the other side of the coin, you've had that weak retail sales report. Uh, you've had the Reserve Bank survey of expectations that tells us that most of the economists and forecasters out there do have confidence that the Reserve Bank is uh, doing its job and will continue to do its job. So that's important. Expectations are always key. And we've had this reporting season, which I really hope the Reserve Bank has been taking note of, because you just think about how many companies have either produced a pretty pretty bleak result or have released an okay result but have released a pretty bleak outlook, whether it's the Fletcher buildings or the Katmandu's or the warehouse or steel and tube, you know, there's plenty of businesses that seem to be doing it quite tough and many of them are in some of those economically sensitive sectors, whether it's construction, whether it's retail, you know, whatever. Uh, Ryman had a pretty ugly result. That's probably a different story because the housing market's actually an okay shape. So I think that's more of a Ryman story than a sector story, but still plenty of evidence to suggest that the economy is not firing on all cylinders. There are definite elements of weakness and there is a few storm clouds on the horizon. So I'm hopeful that the Reserve Bank has been taking note of some of those management commentaries that we've seen through the reporting season. Anyway, Wednesday 2pm is when you'll get the decision on the OCR uh, and you'll get that monetary policy statement with all its forecasts and information as well. Then you get a press conference later in the afternoon. I think that comes at 3 o'clock, doesn't it? And that's always live streamed and it's public and it's often worth uh, a watch. So the OCR is sitting at 5.5%. The, um, the, the Reserve Bank last increased it in May last year. We've had four meetings since then, so it's been on hold for those four times. However, uh, they did tell us in November that they were willing to hike again if they didn't like what they saw, and that is something that some of the economists out there have picked up on, most notably ANZ, who changed their forecast not so long ago to suggest there would be two more OCR hikes this cycle. One this week in February and then another one in April. And I know that the team at ANZ also believes that if we don't see one this week, then it will still come sort of further down the track. So I think the market will be looking for clarity on where the Reserve Bank is at because you've seen expectations just move around a lot. Um, at the end of January, people were expecting the Reserve Bank's next move to be a cut and the market thought that cut might not be too far away. Then you had that strong labour force report, you had that big call from ANZ and things completely changed, uh, and then everyone thought, geez, uh, a hike is maybe on the cards. We could see that in February, and if we don't see it in February, we'll probably see it by May, and it was almost priced in more than 90%. Now things have sort of come right back to, you know, we're not really sure. So current market pricing, 
um, is suggesting a 28% chance of an OCR hike on Wednesday. So um, that means, you know, 72% chance of no change. So the market is very much set up for no change this week. However, uh, the market is also pricing a 60-odd percent chance of another hike by May. So the market's very unsure. Uh, it could go either way. And I think that's important because it means you probably will get a reaction no matter what the Reserve Bank does or says because people have been all over the place. What do I think? I think they will stay on hold this week and I think we are at the top in terms of the OCR and I think it will be a mistake uh, for the Reserve Bank to hike anymore. I think you are seeing signs of softness, you are seeing things move in the right direction, not as quickly as we would like but they're still moving in the, light, in the right direction. Um, I put a lot of, of weight on what you hear in some of those uh, reporting season commentaries because what CEOs are saying, what management teams are saying, that is the as, as good an economic indicator as you'll find. And it's very current and it's very timely. So I think the Reserve Bank should stay put. Um, I'm also very conscious that we are still seeing a bit of catch-up as the fixed rates that people are on catch up to where the carded rates are. So, you know, the one-year, two-year mortgage rate sitting at sort of 7%-ish, um, give or take. But I think when you look at the actual fixed rates that people are paying and you get the data slightly delayed, but the last time the Reserve Bank released that data, uh, the average fixed rate was still in the fives. You know, it was still in the high fives. So there's still a big gap there. And what that means is that people are still going through that process of rolling off the lower rates from six months ago, one year ago, two years ago, moving on to the current rates, which are higher. So the Reserve Bank is still getting value for money, bang for buck, out of what it's done in the past. I don't think it needs to do any more. Um, so for me, it's not a question of do they hike or not. I don't think they will. I don't think they should. Um, I'm more interested to see what what they've got in their forecasts and what it would take for them to potentially cut. You know, I don't think we'll see a cut as quickly as we would like. But look, a cut should be something that's on the table for the second half of this year. Uh, even though they aren't likely to hike, I think they will still be very firm in their suggestion that uh, there are no cuts until 2025. They won't want anyone to sort of get excited about that. But look, we'll wait and see. It will be a very interesting one on Wednesday afternoon. So that's the key event for the week. Forecast really important. Tone really important. But hopefully they don't make any any foolish moves this week and hike the OCR again. That would be not the right thing to do, in my humble opinion. Uh, the other key release here is the ANZ Business Outlook Survey. This will cover February. Uh, we'll get this on Thursday at 1 o'clock. Last month, uh, we saw another good rise in sentiment. Headline confidence hitting the highest level since 2014. Own activity came down slightly, but when you look at the three-month average, highest since 2017. Inflation expectations a little bit problematic. You know, they fell. Um, although when you look at the proportion of firms expecting to raise their prices, it's still very high, sitting at about 50%. And for the retail sector, it jumped even further. So, you know, that's something that I think we need to keep a close eye on. That probably falls into that category of reasons why the Fed, uh, the Reserve Bank 
might uh, think it should raise the OCR further. So we'll be watching that. It comes out a day after the RBNZ, so you know they, they won't have seen it at that point. But it's important for us as we think about how things might develop. Right, heading offshore, an important US inflation report. We obviously saw that CPI report, that Consumer Price Index report for January uh, a week or two back, a little hotter than expected. Uh, this will be the PCE report, the Personal Consumption Expenditures um, Inflation Report. And this is the one that the Federal Reserve prefers. So that's why it will be closely watched. I don't expect to see the same strength as we saw in the regular CPI because a lot of that strength came in, in terms of shelter and some of the other um, aspects of that report, uh, parts of the basket that are not... Um, don't have as higher weightings in the PCE. So the PCE could be a little softer, but markets are expecting the headline to rise 0.3% for the month, the core to rise 0.4%. Those would still be higher than we've seen in recent months, uh, and that would see the annualised six-month average increase to 2.4% for both headline and core inflation. And last month, I think it was at about 2%. So it would still represent an uplift. On an annual basis, you know, point to point from 12 months ago, markets expecting um, headline and core to come in at 2.4 and 2.8. So look, we're still in the twos, uh, still the lowest since 2021. But, you know, uh, markets are very sensitive to uh, anything related to inflation because that has big implications for what central banks will do. So even though we're in the twos, uh, something that's still in the twos, but, you know, in the higher twos than, than hoped for could still see a bit of a reaction. Uh, the Fed ne next meets in March. I think it's the 20th of March, so you know, about three or four weeks away. And markets don't see any chance of a change in policy at that time, so no chance of a rate cut. Uh, markets very much believe the next move is down, but they don't see that as coming next month. June, uh, you look out to the June meeting and a rate cut is priced to the tune of about 80%. So you might see something by mid-year, and when you look at this calendar year, the market is pricing ever so slightly more than three cuts in total, which is a big change from where we were at at the start of the year. Three is actually what the Fed has guided us to. So that's their forecasts. Uh, and the market started the year expecting six, so expecting double what the Fed was suggesting. But uh, as you've seen the Fed come out with some comments and we've seen a slightly hotter inflation report and we've seen economic data that's been very good, tells us the economy's in good shape. The market, uh, like it has in New Zealand, has rethought that expectation and it's moved from expecting six to currently expecting, you know, three, three and a half. That'll change. Um, Marks will react to every data point, but that's where they're at uh, as at today. Um, we will get plenty of other bits and pieces as well. Um, presidential primaries are being held in Michigan in the US. So on the political calendar, there's a few things going on. That's for the Republicans and the Democrats. Uh, US lawmakers also facing another funding deadline on Friday to avoid a partial government shutdown. So those are things that we'll be keeping a close eye on. We'll get inflation reports from elsewhere too. We'll get them from Europe. We'll get one from Japan. We'll get one from Australia that is on Wednesday afternoon. That's just the monthly CPI. So I'm not going to put a lot of weight in what we see. And that's, that's still a bit of a work in progress. 
uh, for the statisticians and they're still fine-tuning that basket and what it looks like and and I think uh, in that first month of a quarter you you do see a bit of a skew towards goods rather than services inflation and that probably makes it less useful as well because the RBA, the Reserve Bank of Australia, has been more focused on services inflation. And this report might tell us more about goods inflation, but we'll still get that anyway. So inflation reports out of Australia, Europe and Japan, as well as the US, uh, in terms of economic indicators, we'll get the February PMIs out of China. Uh, they will be out on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you get the official PMIs at, I think, 2.30 on Friday afternoon, and then you'll get a private sector manufacturing PMI uh, slightly after that at, I believe, uh, 2.45. Uh, and you've got the reporting season as well. Uh, so NVIDIA's behind us. That is, has, is the one that everyone has been waiting on, but there is still plenty to go. Uh, plenty of big companies offshore and here in New Zealand that will be watching closely. In New Zealand, Somerset on Monday, Chorus and Vector on Tuesday, uh, Meridian Energy, Spark, Vista Group on Wednesday. That sort of rounds out the local reporting season. If you, if you want to get a, a really good feel for what's been happening, uh, a colleague of mine, uh, Mo Singh, who is our portfolio manager for New Zealand, he lives and breathes the New Zealand share market and he has been putting out a steady stream of uh, reports and sound bites and summaries and key takeaways as all those companies report. So um, there's no point hearing it from me because that's not my bread and butter, knowing all these companies to the nth degree, but it is uh, it is what Mo specialises in. So if you want to dissect some of these results and have a look at some of the opportunities that have uh, come to the fore as a result of some of that reporting season volatility, just hit, hit your advisor up uh, and get some of that material that Mo has been releasing on a regular basis or just go on our website because most of it is there. But plenty, plenty more to come uh, on the New Zealand front as well. Across the Tasman, a little bit quieter. We've got Coles on Tuesday, Woodside also on Tuesday, Ramsey Healthcare on Thursday, that's about it. All those are the only ones that really took my caught my attention. Uh, internationally, still a few things to keep an eye on. Lowe's, Macy's on Tuesday, retailers. Republic Services, that's a really good business. Uh, Rick at Benkiser, the, the UK consumer staple on Wednesday. Salesforce, uh, an interest, very interesting tech stock also on Wednesday. And Berkshire Hathaway on Saturday. That's Warren Buffett's company. Uh, don't know why they released their result on a Saturday, but you know Buffett does things his way. He always has, so um, why not? Everyone else does it during the week. Why not do it on the weekend? Um, so plenty going on and plenty to watch. I hope that was interesting. I hope that was useful. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk again soon. For more insights, visit craigsip.com.